1990, 91. And, you know, the sequel is notoriously, like, insane. Like, it just throws everything out the window. So I I think you said 84, and I think you're right. But so Gremlins, Ghoulies, Critters, and Troll had all already been out. This was the very last one, Munchies. Right, Troll. Well, we we watched Troll 1, and Troll 2 is... is, Mm -hmm. We've seen Troll. Yeah, right, that's I'm with uh, Brad Hall and Terry Louis just... Dreyfus. Yeah. I'm... And then Troll 2, uh, there's a documentary called Worst Film Ever, talking about the production of that film. Troll, okay. The, uh, the yeah. Howling 7. My stepsister is a werewolf, right? Is that one of the titles? Listen, this old lady, you see this old lady? Yeah. She's She was in The Wedding Singer doing that. Rap, uh, rapper's Delight. Oh, that's a rapid granny. Yeah. Oh, when to bury the lead. Oh, now I can enjoy this movie. <laughs> it's got two of the greats, Corbin, Harvey Corbin and Rapid Granny from The Wedding Singer. <laughs> so they just fucked up gr- the car. Yeah. yeah. Where do they get their clothes? Like, where, where do they get their sunglasses? What hot topics <laughs> were selling, like, munchy size sunglasses? <laughs> no, wait. He pulls up. And he says, which way did they go? And then Granny points, the only way you can go. Right? It, yeah. It the so it point. Which way did he go? That way. Duh. Well, which way do you think he went? That's so funny. Right? Yeah, well, you got to keep the plot going. Yeah. That was a real snack. No, even though you got to keep the plot going, as a viewer... You see that, and it's not believable. No one in the real world would do that. <laughs> okay, so they come in to find right. a wreck. They don't know the munchies were here. Melvis doesn't even know Dude. what a munchie is. But she's going to find her dead son, right? Yes. Oh, this is very sad. Nah, it's not so sad. It's sad. Okay, here. It's a sad moment of munchies. Finds him. Dude, alas, poor dude. Alas, poor dude. I knew him well. I knew him, Horatio. <laughs> now, Shakespeare. Corman cares about the tropical fish. Oh, man. A lot of death in this movie. Your son blew it again. Looks like, the, looks like my tropical fishes don't sleep with the fishes no more. <laughs> Your tropical fishes sleep with the fishes. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Don Cheech. Well, yeah. uh, my tropical fishes. Yeah, it's sleep with the fishes. <laughs> yeah. I understand. He capiches. Understand. You say. I can say you capiche. I capiche. I capiche. <laughs> <laughs> We're quoting our favorite movie foreplay with the uh, scene with Zero Mistel as a gangster. We do have that as one of our archived uh, movies. He cut pieces. <laughs> Woo. No one. Now watch. No one has helmets and no one has seatbelts. The munchies are just fucking with these motorcyclists, and the motorcyclists are being dicks and not letting them through. Who do you think is going to win this battle? Well, if I've seen the Corman biker movie before, I think the munchies are going to win. <laughs> it's so 80s. No helmets, no seatbelts. That's right. Oh! Whoa! Whoa! Special. Into a lake. Into a conveniently placed lake. (laughs) 
Now watch, she flips him the bird. That's a bridge too far. And now, How do they know it's a bird? Is this a big claw? I, I, and nobody seems weirded out that they're munchies. So what, what, is, uh, what does Paul say? Which way did they go? Cindy screams out, which way did they go? Yeah. They went the only way you can go. Okay, never mind. They say, they went that away. Oh, it's Mel Vineland. Yeah, Mel Vineland. that's the golf course, and it's owned by Cecil. It's Melvisland. It reads as Mel Island. I-S-L-A-N-D. Like, you remember the time where I had penis land and everyone called it Penn Island? Pissed yeah, off. that was so annoying. It's penis land. Read it, read yeah, it. Yeah, not Penn Island. Wasn't there a joke with well, Shadynasty? Do you, do you, did you see It's Always Sunny with Shadynasty? Oh, no. <laughs> i never seen it. It was Shady Nasty. All right. Well, hey, we got half the cast here already. Now, basically, it's more like I'm a buffoon. I intend to let rampant anarchy rule the day just because my dad's away. <laughs> what a pending disaster. The disaster that wrecked my condo, ate my tropical fish, and killed dude Macintosh, my beloved stepson. There's been a murder? My first murder. What a great day. I'm yeah. on case. <laughs> okay. That was a good joke in the whole film. They, they waited like six hours until the cops, your son is dead. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, and later they'll go to a, his, the mini golf course opening. You know, they don't care that their son Right. Died. I don't care if dude's dead. Uh, hey, listen, one less deadhead, you know, you know my motto. <laughs> so now they're having a confrontation, okay. uh, you know, because... Let's face it, Cecil stole the munchie, then the munchie got away. Dude hacked the munchie, the munchie turned into murderous bicyclist. He goes, Shut the up, wind. So distracting. What's that? I hate I hate I hate windy exterior shots. They just so oh. distracting. Imagine <laughs> being the continuity girl on this shot. Nothing matches. What a pet. Her hair's blowing her face and now it's not blowing her face. I've heard you say this Look, before. Hair is blo- yeah, I hate movies shot in Florida because it's so windy. It's like they can't control it. <laughs> some movies pull it off. But look, her hair was in her face like yeah, two shots ago. It was. And, then, and it isn't. Yeah. Well, whatever. Whatevs. Whatevs. Now, it's I don't know any world. of these reference, but apparently the voices of these uh, munchies... Sounds like Gizmo the Mogwa, Chief right, Martin, that's Mandel. Dr. Claw, uh-huh. oh, from, uh, wait, 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 Inspector Gadget? No. Pepe Le Pew and I'll Dr. get you Donald. next time, Gadget. Pepe Le Pew. How come Pepe Le Pew is not shown anymore? Is it because he's a fucking predator? Uh, no. No, uh, as you know, like none of those cartoons we used to love when we were kids get shown today. It's just a new generation, you know. Right. Speedy um, Gonzalez, Speedy Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Roadrunner. Well, Roadrunner is still around. I think the reason why no one shows Roadrunner isn't because it's politically incorrect now. It's just because it's a monotonous premise, right? How many times do you have to see that? Well, I that, get it. Life is ex. ex- 
back in our day, oh. no, I'm with you, Mike. I'm with you in today's world of streaming or whatever. But back in our day, it was every Saturday for 30 minutes, right? Like every Saturday, yeah, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. your fix of that benign, how will he fail this time? They got these gremlins wet. Oh, it's always like, yeah, but then they like, he would talk. Well, I like when he talked, actually. So, uh, the actual theatrically shorts when uh, mm-hmm. Wally Coyote puts on a very intellectual voice. I, I dig that. And, you know, I get the premise. It's it's life itself. Uh-oh, topless shot. That is somewhere to go, right? Like, like yeah. you know, it, it was it, all this. Now he's giving a presentation. And sometimes they do jokes about the Acme delivery company, like delivery jokes. Yeah, right. Because Acme is such a part of that world. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I used to watch Tom and Jerry all the time. And it's the yeah. same kind of futile humor. Yeah. Just much more fun. Uh, it was much more violent. It's a different kind of funny. Okay, so you anyway, can guess what's happening. They're terrorizing. They're escaping. Uh-oh. We got to scuffle the pew. Yeah. I saw you in that one piece bikini. God damn. Now that for the first time someone goes, What the hell were those things? It's the only time it'll happen in the movie. And he goes, Taurus <laughs> from Nevada. Oh, speaking of which. Well, I had promised oh, you a Star Trek connection. Right. We did it start date twenty twenty seven. That's yes. how the movie started. But uh, there's a second one here. You know, on Star Trek Voyager, there's that doctor who is a hologram. Uh huh. I still have to wait in line for her. Do Do you know it or no? No. Uh-huh. Voyager, no. That is our Star Trek connection. When When I first saw this guy, I thought he was the um. In Ghostbusters, the hotel manager was like, I had no idea it wouldn't be enough. Look, they're doing an E.T. gag. That time. There he is. So this is a play on Carvel. Yes. Oh, there he is. Yeah, all right. It's Marvel. Marvel. You know, anyway, I guess you don't know it, but people who know Star Trek will know the, you know, like the hologram doctor on Voyager. <clears throat> Take two virtual pills and call me in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Your head hurts. Let me adjust your programming. Okay, here's the joke. Melvis is the one who's doing the spare tire. Beef snacks or beef jerky? Something flavored jerky. Calling it real snack and misspelling snack with an X, that's called 80s irony. Because it's (laughs) not real. It's right? Because the word snack is not spelled correctly. And the snacks itself is not real food. It's a snack. So it's, right. it has a very ironical, as my friend would say. I would recommend a movie called The Homeboy, directed by Dave uh, Gebro. And there's a scene where the guy says, it's, it's ironical. <laughs> I'm using it ironically. I really like that line. I use it all the time. One name okay, that movie. now here's a real weak thing about the plot. These two, our heroes, who are looking for the munchies, say to themselves, I think we should get some ice cream. Okay, pull into Marvel, and that's it. They coincidentally bump into the munchies. It makes no sense. A lot of this film makes no sense. Oh, well, I mean, it's a universe where there's only like twelve people in this movie, so chances are, like, the 
out of the 12 people they meet, they're going to be munchy. <laughs> That's right. Where do you go? Where would you go anyway to get the munchies? An ice cream parlor. <laughs> the dude had the munchies. Listen, I wouldn't have gone. I would have. If I was searching for the monkey. But, all right, never mind. Monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This, that metal gate gets. That metal uh, tube gets a lot of action. Those great hats. Oh, the cone heads. The cone heads. Check out this joke. Here. Bob was mauled by a grizzly in Yellowstone once. Well, I hope it wasn't you. I've had worse. I was mauled by a grizzly in Yellowstone once. I missed that joke. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, he was, uh, okay, never mind. It wasn't so. Ooh, look, that EMT. Okay, so they're taking the dead body away, and they return. Oh, dude. That's right. <clears throat> so we're having grieving, because Melvis did love him, you know. Dude, what's his name? That dude. The dead dude. Yes. Now, for some reason, Paul and Cindy go home, and Paul reads a book that says these ancient people, never mind his archaeologist father didn't know this, they used to take inanimate objects and make them real. They used, and I quote, the fire of the gods. Once brought to life, the objects... about the library book. Really? And look at that um, cover, right? It really is a library book. Yeah, right, that's a... With yeah, that's why you throw coffee on it, and you're not... Yeah, you a little plastic on there. Well, you know, this uh, quarantine, I've been going through my comic book collection, and I bought, like, a bunch of, like, limited edition comics with a variant cover, and I've already got coffee all over them. <laughs> like, it just took me 24 hours to ruin it. Like, something I've been hanging out for, like, a year. I finally <laughs> had the time to sit and read them, and I've already, like, to face it. You know, if you're going to a comic book shop, they'll say, like, hey, do you want, like, a plastic bag and a, a backing? And it's like, nah. Yeah. All right. It'll just prolong the inevitable, with knowing me. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're just going to pick it out, throw it out, essentially. So now, our going to get busy with this wife. And who comes through the door but Big Ed? The father comes. I like that overhead shot. I have to tell you, man, I, I, I do dig the director. I think this movie is well-directed. Tina, Tina Hirsch. Yuck. Hirsch. Yeah. You got to admit, like, it's well-directed. And it's very 80s kind of pop style, but. It looks like, uh, I don't know, Gregory Dark Porno or something. Oh, this is a dad, huh? He doesn't look that old. He's proud of his son. Okay, so he's... Here comes the real plot. The gremlins are going... I mean, the munchies are going down into the tubes of the, the, the town. And if they get into the underground storage space, they're going to find toxic chemicals. Now, which, which is the first time these toxic chemicals got mentioned. 
Right. Now Melvis reminds them that they have to get going for the opening of the golf course, uh, the, the mini golf course. Never mind that their son has died. They don't cancel it. It's really strange. I mean, I get it, it's a comedy, but... Now, here's Harvey Corman's great speech comparing himself to the greatest people in the world. He really does love... Have brave people. Okay, here's his speech. Throughout history, He's comparing he's himself to these great people, and he's saying, my vision to open Melvis Land, or whatever the name of the mini golf is. It's free for tonight, just for tonight, folks. It's free for tonight. <laughs> I would totally go to that yeah. mini golf course. Now she's going to cut. the way it's got sold. Now look, do you see the cop touched her butt? Ooh. Do you see it? Yeah, totally. And Memphis yeah. didn't say like, you know, he get off, off my me. butt, officer. Right. Now that is that's gonna pay. Oh, that guy. What the butt grabbing or the screwdriver in the shirt? Grabbing. Well, the screwdrivers will pay off too. Listen, when I told you to sneak drinks into the amusement park, I didn't mean like literal screwdriver. <laughs> Could you get me a screwdriver, bartender? Phillips had her straight, straight edge. <laughs> God damn it, just give me a grasshopper. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, sir, we have chocolate-covered crickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of our plant-based appetizer menu. Holy shit, sick of the plant-based. This is not in the kids' movie. This is a bush base. Oh, there he is. God. Boy, so I'm so mad at them. The male leer. Look at that male leer. That gremlin, that critter is me. That munchie is me. Yeah. Thank you, Corbis. <laughs> Look at those toys. Ah. Oh, they never take. No, it's so ridiculous. No, they got the prop, you know, and that's a part of the universe. Especially if something looks phallic, you keep it on. That's like a general rule. I don't know if you saw Zapped again, but he works at a hot dog stand and they have like giant phallic hot dog hats and he wears it for most of the movie. <laughs> okay, he so. He being not Scott Baio. Now, basically what's happening is the munchies will begin to terrorize the golf course. Oh. I just want to play through. <laughs> wow, this, is a real, this must be a real golf course, right? I mean, like... Uh, a real mini golf fancy. place, yeah. Yeah. A guy named Robert Short created the munchy creature effects. So I want to say to you, a guy named uh -huh. Robert Short did did not create any munchy creature effects. They're, to they're stuffed animals. 
He went to the Toys R Us. Yeah. Yeah. He bought one of these dolls, one of those dolls, and he, like, poked stuff together. <laughs> well, they got to do what they got to do. It's the magic of movie, and your imagination makes those uh, munchies come alive. Mm-hmm. Your imagination, your suspension of disbelief. Never mind the strings. <laughs> the writer just died. He just stuff. died. He died March 3rd. Oh, wow. Let me guess. He was electrocuted by a lucky. <laughs> That's right. Now, I don't know if I was ah. that he died because he, was, he died in Maui, Hawaii. Who did Harvey Corman? No, the uh, writer of this. His name was Lance Smith. Okay, so he wrote, I never heard of this, Love Shack in 1997 and Facade in 1999. I never heard of that. I never heard those movies. I would have known the Love Shack. Love Shack. It's baby. a little PG-13 movie. Yeah, Science. it's 87 minutes. It seats about 20 or so. <laughs> it got a 8.7 and Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody's grooving, baby. Folks lining up. Okay. To see the movie Love Shack. Okay, so all we're getting here is more static between the family. You know, uh, he's now right. warning Harvey that uh, Harvey, bad Harvey, that if you cut them up, they multiply. Uh, and unrealistically, they're like, get out of here, kid. We're not believing your bullshit. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah, suddenly now it's unbelievable. Yeah, right. <laughs> Father and son moment. Oh yeah, I remember my dad shooting my first shooting a first munchie with my dad. Yeah, we used to shoot gophers. I had a I had a nine. You remember getting munchies with your dad, shooting them in the face in a miniature golf course? Wait, what? The age old story. Okay, now they're throwing golf balls, and we're getting not hilarious right. at all. This is a cheap, uh, cheap plastic moment. So he's like, I'm going to cut them up. And Paul is like, don't cut you them idiot. up. They, the one thing you're not supposed to do. Right? So he cut his Who head off. Uh, off his leg. Not a good idea. Cops going to throw up. And that's why I... <laughs> Got now you see what happens. Uh -oh. in see, I told you. Just like Gremlins. There's seven of them. No, get out of my sight. Get arrest him and take his booty. Oh. So they're down into the. the worst part, part. Oh no, but that's where the nuclear waste is. Yeah. We gotta get to the factory before they get into the underground storage areas. What a premise. What a premise. They got to get that. <laughs> I know. It's... Okay, so. Ooh, she's getting randy. They've been ordered to arrest, be arrested. It's the flimsiest, dumbest thing. And now Cindy is pretending. She's like coming on to Dean, who has a weakness for her. That's why he's always such a meanie to her, you know? 
saying, please don't take her boyfriend like a cuckold. What's that? Her her boyfriend's in the passenger seat. I'm calling him a cuckold. The boyfriend is no dummy. He knows that, you know. Oh, no, they're at a video store. How meta is this? And the thing is, we we end up there, too. It's another bad plot twist of this bad movie. In the movie Gremlins, they go and they watch, I think, Snow White, and they they cut to a scene of all these gremlins in the movie theater watching a movie, and the reference is, that's you. You are in the movie theater watching gremlins in a movie theater watching you back. Uh And Munchies does the same thing. You went to the video store to buy Munchies, and the Munchies now show up to the video store where you saw this movie. It's like if there was a Munchies 9 that they've watched Netflix on, you know. (laughs) Suddenly they're watching Netflix. Is Roger Corman still alive? Maybe we can get National Lampoon's yes. open micers going. Oh, yeah, he could do it. Yeah, Clint Eastwood did not have to be in this movie. I heard they got that Clint Eastwood for real cheap. <laughs> what was that, 87? Was that The Unforgiven? Outlaw, such a precious outlaw Jesse Helms? Jesse, uh, <laughs> oh, Mike. Lawyer. Mike. Well, Writer. You have to read, you have to watch that film. You can't even, okay. Let's see what it says. Which one is it? I don't know. It I doubt it's Unforgiven. That, uh, Eastwood made... Yeah, that's 92 Unforgiven. Well, wait, maybe you're right because it... Well, anyway. This is 87. The TV, right? And the TV's charged yeah. with electricity. And when it electrocutes uh-huh. the munchie, he turns back into a statue. Or he turns into a oh. statue. We later learn that they started as Video store to the rescue. Mm-hmm. Who even remembers video stores? What a weird concept nowadays. This, this whole place could be replaced by Redbox. <laughs> It was a different time. You know it. They, we didn't have a delivery system. I know it. it I know it well. Physical. It had to be physical. Right. And they yeah. made money off of it. And also, that mom and pop shop, that one that they're terrorizing, I bet you they have an adult section in the back. With the bees, <laughs> of course uh, they do. Entrance. That's every yeah. video store's dirty Block- little secret. It's not even a secret. Yeah, well, it's like Blockbuster kind of ruined the fun of it. But anyone that was a Blockbuster had a porno section. Yep. Upstairs. Or like you had to go through the beads. Now where are they? They are in the sewer system. Oh, the sewer. No, they're they in the, the under, sewer like an hour ago. They're in the underground storage area. Uh-huh. Munchies evidence. Oh, was good. I thought that was so it wasn't an abducted child down there. You always rip Ooh, me about that. I didn't her. abduct her. It was consensual. Ask her. <laughs> you always rip me about that. that. It was one time. Right. Oh, yeah. In real life. Uh-oh. You see the Spider-Man. spider? Yeah, I see a spider and a man. <laughs> this guy's a good actor. <laughs> spider? Spider my shoulder. Blah! Is he paralyzed? No, he's, he's a, a wimp. 
Now look, she doesn't just knock it off. She picks it up because it's from a pet store. Oh, right. It gives it back to the Wrangler. The off-camera the off is the right. animal Wrangler. Now, this could be a moment in the film where we begin to feel some compassion for this cop. He's obviously fronting. But no, yeah. we, don't, uh, we don't go there. We don't have any time. We're just being the stupid movie. Don't have time for that. Or synchronizing well, he has to their go back watches. To uh, classic. He ripped that off of Bluto from Animal House. Uh, the joke was that his uh, the cop's uh, watch was completely spazzy. Okay, now we have a scene we don't need. We have three little right. people, and uh, for no reason. Okay, the plot doesn't make sense. Harvey Corman has taken Melvis and the cop to the underground facility, and they're like, "We're hungry, we're hungry." And Harvey Corman's like, "You're not." stopping now we're hungry we're hungry and okay we'll go through the drive-thru it doesn't make any sense oh and then we cut to the, the people who work at the drive-thru right and they're just this is like every fast food joint i had i got nothing to do speak when clean up the fries later <laughs> now the those three guys who we just saw the little people that's it. They're gone for the whole movie. Yeah. Well, they're they had to shoot another movie with Corman. <laughs> right, put on like gladiator makeup. Yeah. Step into Suddenly this. it's like uh Okay, you're late for our Conan ripoff. Okay, so the manager's killed by the munchies and the short people run away. And then Harvey Corman's getting no service on his on the drive-through, so they go in. It doesn't make sense. Don't you find that ironic that the fast food fast food killed the munchies, or the munchies <laughs> killed the fast food? The Usually, it's the other way around. Yes. Yeah. Listen, he's a cop. What's going on in here? Butcher. I thought you said this night. Hey. He's going all right. He's going to find himself another job. Is this Florida? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't think so. We'll see if it's mentioned in the credits where they shot it. It just seems like a fun place with the miniature golf and the fast food joint. I bet you it's some sort of Midwest, like like New Mexico or Colorado or Utah. It's one of those deserts. Yeah. I mean, we just saw a tarantula. That's right. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, it's dusty, dusty roads. They're not exactly desert roads, but. So now uh, Cop is giving the spiel to Cindy, like, you know, I'm moving up in the world, thinking about getting married, you know. And she's like, whatever, creep. <laughs> okay. One guy, Frank Welker, is one of the voices of Munch. Oh, I know him. You do? I'm, I'm, yeah, Frank Welker. He's been the Scooby-Doo's voice for a while. He's a voice talent actor that's been around for decades. Well, it says since and, the uh, in 1969. He played the voice of a dog in Up the Creek. I mean, he's done it all. 
He's on The Simpsons. Yeah. He he does like all the voices. All the yeah, anytime you need like an animal voice, they call him in. Yeah, right. Transformer. He does actual voice. Uh, human voice. I'm a robot. Oh, you're an autotron. Mike, this one's for you. He's Nibbler on Futurama. Nice. Do you? Like yeah, I don't like. I you know, I once mentioned I mentioned Frank Welker on Twitter like years ago, and like a voice talent website or something like retweeted me and said, "Yes, he is a, a national treasure" or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I said, "Like, you know, has he ever been bad?" Because he's been a lot. I don't know if the guy's a creep, but he's like pretty cool. Yeah, you know, someone like that has been in the industry so long. You go, I hope he's a good guy. Really, I'll leave it like that. Well, I don't know. I never heard any complaints against Frank Welker. Um, here's my complaint. He was curious, George. Have some self-respect. He was <laughs> like, Transformers. He was on Garfield show. Um, well, he's done it all. He was honored in 2016 with an Emmy Award for Lifetime Achievement. Okay, here's our rape connection. Okay, yes, here's a sexual assault scene. This is, guys, I do the Star Trek. Mike does the rape. That's uh, not true. It's just all these movies from the 70s. That have, they all have, like, you know, You've chosen movies. Scene. I remember you chose. <laughs> yeah. You I did. I chose the Well, no, I was like, here's a movie about a woman who robs people at truck stops and right. is shot by a couple during the 70s. I feel they're now Christians, born again Christians. Right. I go, it sounds great. And when we actually watch the movie, it's horrific. Right. Remember yeah. that weird one where the guy wants to fuck a pig? Oh my God, it was a musical. And it was, yeah, and that was terrible. Apocalypse <laughs> Now guy was in it. Yeah, that's all in our archive. Yeah, that was good. I had two people oh, in the studio watching that it. with us. And they could, it was a weird. It was like wink or s. It had like an explanation point, like skunk boink or something, like or something. Yeah. It was from like the not the hair people, but it was along those lines. Like right. they, it was their other yeah, musical. Yeah. Okay, so it was like a hippie theater. <laughs> so you saw the cop grab Melvis's butt, okay? And what we missed. Right. Was, Melvis was complaining that she didn't have anything to eat and she was weak. And so the cop was helping her out of the, the, that truck and he was totally like up on her, you know, and she was grinding into him. So they were like playing, pretending, you know, behind the husband's back. And now they're in an elevator and it's dark with the husband. So what do you think Melvis and the cop are doing? Uh, ass grabbing. Yeah, Please like make it out, so pet, heavy petting. See, this is the irony of the 80s, like these artificial foods with uh, extreme names. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to give it up to Corman. His films are on like trauma films. Can you imagine this just produced yeah, by trauma, like right. how hard it would be to sit through? Right. So I'm going to play the audio when we get to the scene in which they find the light inside of the uh, elevator. I don't know why it's funny, but it's really funny. Okay, I look forward to it then. 
Okay, so now she's trapped herself uh, in like a, I don't know why a room, it's not a freezer, but. <clears throat> and Paul's off on his own. Somehow they all got separated and I kind of don't know why yeah. he's sneaking around. He hears them. Case 286. This is all parody. It's all satire. Look at this bad effects, this bad puppetry. <laughs> this is bad puppeteers need work too, Carl. I guess yes. And they glory got it. Roger Corman was all about opportunity. You need a gig? Yeah. Can you wave this stuff you down? Suck? Yeah, he waved this stuff at all. I thought of a movie playing with my kids' toys. Yeah. Look, this movie delivers. There's more than one munchie. Hey, look, they're going to cut themselves up and chop themselves so that they can become more munchies. Suicide. Ha, 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 ha. When they come into two munchies, do they still have a, a remembrance of their previous life? What a good... I used to be Stuart. The gods. No, they just become cackling little goon balls. Right. Ah, we like beer. So now... Yeah, yeah. He turns off the power to all the machines. Okay. They can no longer chop themselves off. Now, somehow he knows how, where to go and everything. Well, there's no one else in the fucking factory. So that was pretty slick of him. Now he's getting electricity going. Oh, right. To turn them into statues. I remember this. Right. He realized that the fire of the gods means lightning. Now he's got a charged electric wire. Gotcha. Gonna smoke some munchies. Usually you smoke, then you get the munchies. Right, that's the way that they never make a pot reference, even though dude was there. Well, she says like he likes to eat. We'll call him munchies. Right, exactly. He says, so fucking high, motherfucker. And they sound like cheats, right? The they munchies. Do. Uh oh, looks like his tubes are cut. Well, you know the one voiceover guy. He's really good. The other one, not so much. His name is Fred Newman. He's one of the voices of Munchie or the, you know, the other voices. He's an actor, right. composer, musician, singer, Foley artist, and former talk show host. And that's it. That's all. Oh, it does. And I'm, a, I'm also a former Munchie. Did I, did I mention that? Yes. Yes, you have mentioned. I played a, I played a Munchie. Yes, yes. Okay, so Paul is Ooh. now electrocuted the ball, but for one. And he's destroying the statues, which is a weird thing to do. Oh, he really hates those munchies. Got to attack the munchies with his snacks. Now, I guess he figures if no he evidence. snatches them all, they could never again become munchies, I guess. Right, because I heard if you break them in half, nothing <laughs> happens. <laughs> Look at that, there's 86 on the box. There's an old munchie that's fired by now. One oh, munchie left. Get this puppet off of me. Help, help, I'm being attacked by a He-Man. 
He's jiggling it himself, right? Yeah, right. Electric. Well, we saw that before. What was that Brendan Fraser movie we saw, Nature's Revenge, where like right. a, a furry vengeance, furry vengeance, furry vengeance. There's several scenes where he's holding like a stuffed raccoon, going, "Get away from my face!" <laughs> right, he's the one doing it. Because yeah, hysterical. When you're watching the movie and you're suspending disbelief, you believe he's being attacked. But when you realize it, it's just like, like so silly because there he is shaking a bean bag. But it's so funny though. Like he gives it his all. It's an A, yes, a performance. Oh look, Uh-oh. The kiss. Is this the end? Here, let's. All the time. Oh yeah. Did he even notice? Nope. I think I would know. I would like to think I would know. So Harvey is oblivious that they were making out. Well, you know, they're, they're, his stepson just died, so he's probably preoccupied. Yeah, I'm going to get you, Daddy. Eating on other people's lives. He needs a lift. I got the munchies. I need a lift. I need a lift. Uh, that's very English of you. Yeah. Uh-oh. See, you know I'm doing Waterman, and his name is Waterman. Yes. Oh, so you you kind of bonded with it. Will you have a character named Waterman on your uh, on Waterman? No, that's an interesting. That's a very funny pre- premise. Uh, like, they could be at. The I'm place. Waterman. Yeah, I'm Waterman. Like, Who's Sam Waterman? At the uh, police station, and then. The chief calls out, Waterman, and they both turn their heads, yes! <laughs> <laughs> No, not you, Waterman, Waterman. Waterman. Not you, Waterman, Waterman. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now it's being exposed that he's using toxic waste, but he's putting that toxic waste in the food he makes. Right, it's such classic parody of what we consumed in the 80s. It's like the stuff. Now, the cop doesn't like that he was, you know, he's putting chemicals into the food, so he arrests him. <clears throat> now, you think it might have something to do with him liking Mavis, but no, he arrests Mavis too. What a cop, man. He's going to Mill Har- uh Menopause. What's up with them? <laughs> Emotional. Hey. All right, take them away, boy. So yeah, yeah, now we're getting the wrap ups. Okay, so the bad guys are off to jail. The good guys are not that the cop is good. Walking off into the sunset. And he's got the statue for his father. So this is the end of Munchies, huh? What a yeah. way. They're not going to pop up at the end? No, but the, the, um, there's an actor coming on screen who's interesting. Um, let's see. Here he is. His name's Paul Bartel. There he is on the left. He was in all these. Oh, my God. I love Paul. Yeah. You know him. Yeah, he said he's directed Corbin movies, of course. Right. He did a great movie called Pratt. He's from Montclair, New Jersey, my friend. He oh. went to high school in Montclair. And so this is all he does. He 
he, this is his only scene. He's like, this, I'll give you $20,000 for this. And Carmen's like, fuck yeah. It, and he goes, I could send you to LA yeah. to be a comedian. Oh, right. And start your career. Yeah, Paul Bartelli wears the same bow tie and the same blazer and everything. He just shows yeah. up. He uh, He's usually paired with Mary Warren enough, who is a Warhol girl. And they're, they're right. not married, but they always play couples. Eating Raul is probably his first movie. They always say that they're married uh, in movies. Yeah, Eating Raul, 82. Yeah. Lust in the what Dust. Scenes from a class. Scenes from a class struggle in Beverly Hills. It's yeah, nineteen He did a movie called Private Parts, not not the Howard Stern right, movie, but it's Howard about Stern. like a. It's really good. It's a seventies film. I would recommend it. Uh, this woman moves to L.A. and I think she becomes a robot or something like that. But like, it's cool. It's like she meets all these freaks in the streets. It's kind of a cool movie. His best thing to me, his best credit is being in Rock and Roll High School in 1979. So we're wrapping oh, yeah. up now. Mary was in that yeah, I guess so. Paul Bart. You know another movie where Paul Bartell shows up at the end? What's that? Hamlet with Ethan Hawke. Oh. The the Hamlet, the modern day version of Hamlet with Bill Murray and, and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. When they do the duel, he hands off the sapers. All right, I'll wrap here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Yes. We have munchied out. Carl, what did you think of this movie? I think it was bad. It was really not good. And it was fun for your show. But, I mean, the plot made no sense. The jokes fell flat. This was a movie that had nothing for everyone. Ah, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a a love letter to the 80s, like, (laughs) completely dated. And you got to see Harvey Corman in it, you that's know, and that's probably was the draw 40 years ago, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I recommend Munchies. Way to go. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, if you heard last week's episode, we did Munchie, the uh, family-friendly semi-sequel to this movie. And, uh, yeah. All right. I'll just flat out say it. Carl, next week's movie is Munchie Strikes Back. Okay. The final in the Munchie trilogy. Okay. Uh, and we, we played the trailer last week. And we were so disgusted by it, we decided to do Munchies, the first one. But I'm sorry, man. Is it 94? We got to do it. Uh, yeah, 94. Munchie Strikes Back. All right. Here for the for the audience for the audience who don't know, uh, all the Munchies are dead in Munchies, but in Munchie they find another Munchie who's right. who's a lot fatter and and talks English. And he's a puppet. And he helps the kid. He helps an adolescent boy, white boy uh, with adolescent white boy stuff. And then, oh, he, so right, his mom's dating a creep. And right. then, and once he strikes back, the creep is the star of the movie. He's like out for revenge or something. Yeah. Well, Munchie strikes back too. So it's a, it's a story of two revenges. Right. Well, let's see. Uh, I saw the game credits going, so let's see if they uh, additional thanks to Coop's Restaurant, Cheese and Pasta, Idols West, Robin Rose Ice Cream, Sam Miser Welding. Nice. I guess they don't give the locations of it. Well, it might have passed and we didn't pay attention. I'm sure this was like, uh, like New Mexico or... Uh, Let me see. I'm going to type in Robin Rose Ice Cream see what we get. <laughs> From 1987? Yeah, let's see what you get. Yeah. 
Okay. Say, you know what? Venice, California is already popping up. Okay. Anytime. Restaurants. L.A. Chowhound. So let's see. It's uh, Los Angeles. Robin Rose Ice Cream. Well, San Francisco. San Francisco. That's your file. You should go to it. It was shot in red. So it looks like Rockford Files filming locations, they list uh, Robin Rose Ice Cream on Venice, California. Hmm. All right. That sounds good. Uh, are we, let's watch the trailer to Munchie Strikes Back. Oh, okay. Strikes Back 19. Trailer. Right, and if audience, would you like to watch the trailer with us? It's available on YouTube. We're just pulling it up right now, as professional as we are. What do you write? Uh, official trailer. I see Roger Corman. We watched it last week. Okay. On Roger Corman's official YouTube page. All right. I press. I love pause. it. Official YouTube. Page. I All right. Zero zero zero. All right. Be the audio. Yes. Yeah. Please do. Okay. Three, two, one. Go. Old Concord. Oh, no, this is New Concord. New Concord. This is uh, NSST, N standing for New. Uh, there it is. There's the creep. I see the munchie looks different now. And it's not like his face is fatter. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is Howard Hessman. It's not even like Dom DeLuise in the second movie. So and that's a different white boy. Kid too. Yeah. So he's not getting Look out. the kid who ruined his... Uh-oh. Look at him, he's macking. Mudgee. Hot foot. Hot butt. Finally, he's eating a Tic Tac. Hot butt. Uh, why do I keep wooden matches in my butt? Home Alone. I knew that was. I know the marbles. Listen, uh, all you want to be Kevin's. That will kill the wet bandits on uh, if you put marbles in the ground. Wow. See the car landed on the wheels up, and now it could drive away easily. Ooh, Concord. His shirt's the production. So cheap, he's wearing like a production T-shirt. <laughs> Ooh, he blows up the school at the end. I hope it's the end. Yeah. No school for summer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be our next week's movie. We're going to conclude the Munchie trilogy with Munchie Strikes Back from 19... Yeah. Okay, Munchie Strikes uh, Back is one of those copies you hate. Uh, like it's all zoomed in to a get around copyright. Oh no, we can't do it. Then we can't do it. I'm not going to watch it. All right. Is there... you're saved by the bell. Okay. Do I have a different movie lined up? No. Uh, I try well, to find a different version. Uh, I think I know what movie you had. I had told you that, like, as you know, the premise of this uh, of our podcast, which is wrapping up very shortly is that I read about these movies, and they're on YouTube, and I usually pick the movies, but sometimes I'll pick a movie so bad, uh, I, we flip the page and you pick the movie, and yeah. we agreed that these munchie movies are really bad, 
So we want to do a different film. So uh, you had mentioned uh, Killdozer, nineteen seventy four. Uh, all right. There's a trailer. Yeah. But you know what? I see versions that are one hour and thirteen minutes. Is that the full length movie? Uh, let's just see. Yeah. Is that a little too right. short for you? No, it's fine. I just want to make sure. Sometimes when they post movies, they do it. At, it's not the real movie. You're, you get oh, cut at the end. Uh, let, you know, like it says full movie. Okay. If you put in trailer killdozer, uh, you will find Foy Wonder has the TV commercial. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Let's uh, watch uh, Foy Wonder. It's F-O-Y wonder, all one word. Killdozer, right, 1974 ABC TV movie commercial. You could put that in, or trailer Killdozer. All right. Okay. I think this is a TV movie too, Carl. Yeah. Is it? Is this a bad Robert choice? Dollars. No, this is a great choice. I look forward to Killdozer. Okay, so uh, guys, we're going to watch the uh, trailer to next week's movie, Killdozer, a 1974 ABC movie. And uh, go ahead and give us a countdown there, sir. Three, two, one, go. We don't know anything for a fact. Clint Walker. Except that bulldozer kills Carl Betts. Two men dead. The survivors watch an unmanned bulldozer continue its rampage. <laughs> Killdozer. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Saturday at 8.30. <laughs> it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie, I guess. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're watching Killdozer, 1974, uh, next week. Now, wait. So we you hope that you, uh, yeah. You're going you're gonna to do the research? I will. Okay. Oh, I look forward to it. I, I'm going to research the movie Killdozer, which was even in the theater. Uh, and because Carl's picking the movie in retribution for watching these Munchies movies. But I still uh, think That was... Yeah. About. Yeah, oh, I know. So, I'm... all right. Well, sounds good. Yeah, this is your comeuppance for making you watch Munchies and Munchies. Uh, we'll be doing Killdozer next week. Carl, before we wrap up, anything you'd like to promote? Anything that our audience should know about? Uh, no, no. You can come down to the open yeah. mic on sure, Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and be there in person. Be responsible, but be there. Uh, <laughs> okay, or don't. Being. You know what? No, uh, yeah. I discourage you. From going to the open mic, it is. Oh come on, right? No, no let's socially right. distance. Yeah. It's not over yet, folks. It's not over yet. Right, it's not over yet, but we want to keep you sane and safe. And uh, I have nothing, a lot not going on. Uh, but if you go to issue.com, that's the issue spelled I S S U U, and you search for Savage Henry, you'll see my latest contribution to the Humboldt County Humor Magazine. Uh, in PDF form. How exciting is that? Uh, that's it. Carl, thank you so much. Thank you. It was always a pleasure talking with you and watching a movie with you. Audience, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure as we let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. And we hope you still subscribe to LWFLMLYT, our Twitter page, and our YouTube page. And we're also on Facebook by the full title. Eleven.
underscores. You know, I love going to restaurants downtown, turning your frown around, and like everybody, Paul's Countdown. <laughs> hey, I'm ready to crumble. Now let's watch a full-length Okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh God, okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right? L W A F L M O Y T. Do it again. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. Starts at six o'clock, which is right now. Yeah, you're listening to Mutiny Radio. Dot FM in dot SF, and it is time for the happy hour Mutiny Radio comedy open mic slash outdoor show at seven o'clock. It's going to be so fun! Yay! Alyssa Westerland's on the show. I'm so excited. You can always donate to Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio in under Venmo or our GoFundMe. Just look it up and uh, give me some money. Come out. Stay socially distanced. We've got chairs six feet apart. People can stand across the street. Everybody's being safe. We've got mic condoms. We've got gloves. We've got all the stuff to keep you feeling safe. Let's enjoy some music until we get a quorum of comedians. I like to have at least four comics in the room before we start, just so that they have an audience, even if it's themselves. So um, thanks to Detox and Mauricio for being here. Also, Jen Garcia. Who knows who else will be here? It's always an exciting day at Mutiny Radio.
All right. I was going to try to get Derek to the Destroyer to do a set here. He hates soup. He hates soup. Okay, here we go. Everybody, your first set of the night. Happy arm. Derek the Destroyer. Chowda, motherfuckers! I fucking hate soup. Fuck vegetable bath water. Suck a dick clam chowder, corn chowder, any type of chowder. Suck a dick. People ask me why I hate soup. It's because it's wet, bitch. That shit don't fill you up, you stupid motherfuckers. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I hate fucking drivers. If you stop at a yellow light, I'm going to stab you. I wish I had some jokes. God damn it. I hate running off my own fucking stuff here, man. Uh, everybody's already heard I look like Stephen Hawkins if I was mentally challenged instead of physically challenged. Pa-pa. But I think I look like Bill Gates if he fucks Stephen Hawkins. Right, guys? That's what I'm thinking. All the looks and none of the money, you fucking bastard. You look like goddamn fucking John Denver if you are thinking about sucking dicks instead of goddamn country music songs. Whoa, Steven, you son of a bitch. Ah, man, you know what, Stephen Hawkins? I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I'm not even bisexual. I'm by myself because... I give out conspiracy theories, and I'm by myself. That's how it works. And I like jerking off because, you know, porno is a lot cheaper than going on a date. You ever go on a date and then not get laid? And you spend all this money on food that the chick throws up in your lap on the way home? That shit sucks, but I date not the best. Let's see. I always wanted an instrument because I'm a stupid young kid. I always wanted an instrument to fucking uh, write what I was saying. Now that we have that in phones and shit, I know that AI is phony. Because every time I try to send a voice text, it just sends, I want to suck your dick. What the fuck kind of shit's that, dude? I fucking hate that shit. I don't know. People say that we're in a matrix. A matrix? This is some kind of matrix. Somebody's playing us in a PlayStation game upstairs. Some alien. I love aliens. They're cool. I'd always want to fuck an alien. Somebody want to fucking alien? I'd fuck them in that little hole. You know, a little hole right there. I like to. Whoever, whatever fucking I'm an avatar for, whatever shitty ass aliens playing this game is fucking losing. Because I'm going to tell you what, I'm losing out here in these streets, son. Losing. Ah, uh, hello. Let's see. What else do we have that's on my fucking, on my radar? Uh, let, oh, man. My mom, she's a good woman. Don't judge a book by its cover. My mom, such a badass, dude. When she, she used to carry a knife and a gun in her purse. And then uh, if somebody gave her some shit, she'd fucking shoot that fool and then place a knife in the dead dude's hand. Or actually stab herself first, blah, blah. Fuck. You know what? It's funny when you don't remember your own shit about your mother. That's fucking hilarious. But anyway, my mom was so badass, I had to ask my mom, like, I was my first time ever going into jail. I'm like, fuck it. Mom, what should I do? My mom tells me, Derek, you stupid motherfucker. You go up to the craziest looking, biggest, detox looking motherfucker, and you suck his dick, son. You suck his dick because you're going to be a bitch in prison, all right? You're going to be getting raped. You're going to have to have protection. So 
You're gonna have to go up and suck the biggest dude's dick. How do you think mom got ahead at her job? Oh man, it's always funny to do a set in front of in front of yourself. It's always difficult. I know you're listening, and I know other people are listening, but it's it's fucking hilarious, man. One of my older bits was hookers, I, you know, um, and I turned the hookers into fucking robots, like, cause I I thought like, you know, every when I was a little kid, I really thought like, fucking uh, Terminator, that shit was gonna be real. There was gonna be like robots that are gonna come here and they're gonna send nukes and blow shit up, and the robots are gonna fuck us up and fuck us, kill us and shit. But that's not what's gonna happen. We're actually going to win the robot war because we're going to actually make sex robots and we're going to fuck robots to death. It's going to be terrible. You know who loses it all? Hookers. Hookers lose it all. They fucking hate robots. They're not going to get paid anymore because all their good pay jobs are going to go to fucking robots. So that was like my first robot bit. Now I was like, that's not too funny. Robots are going to fuck us to death. I don't know if that's that funny. So I kind of changed it up and I thought to myself, I should do crowd work with this bullshit. Um, what kind of robot would you like to fuck? You like to fuck a robot that has a big mic cock, which is a good, a good thing. I want to fuck an ATM, because if I make an ATM come, I get money. That is the best, right? I love that. Uh, that's the that's the robot I want to fuck. I want to fuck an ATM. But then you know what? I was actually thinking, why not a giraffe? A giraffe robot would be great because it has a long neck. It gives deep throat very well. I always like that. And then a uh, kangaroo robot because it has a pouch for my weed. I had somebody else tell me they wanted to fuck a pile driver, pile driver robot. I don't know what the fuck that is. That's some bullshit right there. Uh, but then the real, the real, the robot I really want to fuck, guys, is I really want to fuck a Roomba because it's the closest I'll get to fucking my maid. Right? That's da da da. Hello, top of the morning to you, Robert. How are you doing, sir? I love you, brother. Good to see you. Well, what kind of drugs would you like to take out there? Would you like to take some drugs, matey? Do you have any drugs out there? We got pancake. Don't call him waffles. He'll get pissed off at that shit. Hey, give yourself a waffle, boys, and I'll give you something. Hey, you want? I'll. Sh you know what? I'm gonna do a Cheech and Chong fucking joke. You want me? You want to see me? Turn this microphone into a fruit. Yeah, <laughs> that's not my joke. That's just funny ass shit. Fuck, I love Cheech and Chong, man. These young kids don't even know what Cheech and Chong is anymore. These motherfuckers. You're like fucking. What's the what's the dude that wasn't there? Dave. Dave's not here. Yeah, go ahead and say that to somebody. Oh, I'm out of here. All right. You know what? What would you guys' goal for 2016? I like that one. Anybody else? Because I'm not going to say 2020. This 2019 was last year. Mine was to suck dick, but according to this set, it was to suck titties. You guys have a great night. Thank you. Derek the Destroyer. Taking the bullet. He hates soup. We know it. It's true. Um, so, hey, when you guys are inside, everybody, you know, take your own safety precautions. There's um, on, the, on the stage... There are gloves, and there's also some hand sanitizer. And um, if you don't have your own mic condom or your own mic, you can take one of the gloves and stick it over the top or wear a mask. There's a lot of things you can do to keep yourself safe. I'm not going to, like, be a policeman because I'm behind this glass, but you guys know 
what makes you feel comfortable and safe. So do that. Uh, okay, cool. All right, your next comedian. Uh, I didn't really make a list. We don't really know what's going on. Mauricio, you want to go? He just had a great, uh, he was going to have a great set, but things got all out of control, but it still was a really great show. There were tons of people at Washington Square Park. It was a great show, man. Great I need show. to start charging 20 bucks for the fights, and you know? Amen. Yeah. Put your hands together for Mauricio. My name is Mauricio. <laughs> oh! What's up, posers? Go fuck yourselves. Let me start my set, you know? Uh, I like doing this. Uh, I always like doing this. I have one ritual before I start my set. I have one ritual, Pam. Did you know this? O'Reilly's. You're all being brainwashed. You're all being brainwashed. All right, I'm working on some new material. Let me go deep with you. Can I go deep with you? This is for Rob. The rest of you can burn in hell, man. It's like, say, Holly, this is my time. All right, here we go. All right, so I've been analyzing this, man. I'm a hardcore Buddhist. I really am. I, I go to a temple here in the Mission District. Very intense training. The only thing that sucks is I love lesbian sex so fucking much, man. So I'm addicted to lesbian sex, right? The one thing that sucks is like the only thing that I hate that is you can't find spirituality in America. You know this, right? You cannot find it because women are wearing yoga pants at the, at the temples. It's like I saw this one girl bend over in front of me. I was like, damn, man, I can't find enlightenment this way. So I had to run to the bathroom and jack off so I can go back to enlightenment. And the thing that sucks is they had a poster of Buddha, so I jacked off to Buddha. That's fucking crazy, right? It's like I'm still all man. I'm still straight because his nipples are the softest in the profit game. All right, that was more for you, man. All right, I'm trying to read the crowd, you know? You don't laugh like you used to, man. You're out of my team, man. There we go. I'm joking, man. Uh, another joke that I've been working on is uh, I think Pixar is racist. Let me analyze this. As I ruined my last relationship, I went through a breakup before COVID. And what happened is that uh, I dissed the notebook too much. I've been analyzing movies too much. I dissed the notebook. The notebook isn't romantic. Ladies out there in the internet radio, the notebook is not romantic. The whole movie is about old white people dying at the end. The only people that can find it romantic are Trump supporters that don't have to pay for the Medicare with their taxes. You know what I mean? That's the reality. And then my ex-girlfriend was like, get the fuck out of my house. I was like, all right, gonna go jack off to Sally Field. Derek, just go home, man. You had enough. Uh, I hate Derek. Anyways. Uh, one thing I like to talk about is like, I'm in analyzing movies really deep. I realized that Americans will never be hard workers. I used to have three jobs, man. I'm, I am Mexican from Mexico, so we outwork all of you. Immigrants just outwork Americans. The biggest problem that I think that Americans will never be hard workers is because you guys worship the wrong heroes in movies. Straight up. Yeah. My hero was Don Cheadle in Hotel Rwanda. That's why I'm the best at restaurant industry. They were like, we're going to murder you and your family. He's like, right this way to your room, sir. That's how to defuse the situation. That is a hard worker. Uh, minorities out there that love Fast and the Furious, go fuck yourselves. You are letting us down. If you love Fast and the Furious franchise out there and you have kids, they are not going to college. Let's just say it what it is. I think that Fast and the Furious is worse than crack to the minority community. The whole fucking movie, they're all racing and shit. There's one thing where they were trying to, like, jack this man with a semi-truck. They had a bunch of weapons to jack this man on a semi-truck. And the semi-truck driver, all he had was a shotgun. He almost killed Vin Diesel. He killed his best friend. He kept driving to make his quota. Where's his fucking Fast and the Furious movie, goddamn it? Fuck Vin Diesel, man. Worship the right heroes in movies. And I'm going to say this, man. I'm kind of happy that Robin Williams is dead, man. 
I love Sally Field so much that he was wrong and missed Doubtfire, motherfucker. At some point, you got to grow up and take care of your kids. I love women more than I love him. Dude. Yeah, you know how I know I'm better than Robin Williams? I'm still alive. <laughs> Depression is only for white people. Mexicans, we get stabbed. That's how we deal with it. Uh, I like doing this. Uh, I have no fantasy in my brain anymore, my friend. So can you imagine me in the movie Hook with this brain? I'd be like, look, man, this is this is fun. I like that we're playing with our imagination and shit, but Rufio's fucking dead, okay? Because you told us that we were going to win this war against these pirates with our imaginations, but they have guns. All right, too soon. Is this thing on? That was funny last week. I don't know what's wrong with you. In Oakland, they're like, whoop, 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 and San Francisco's like, oh. And Oakland's like, yeah, good. I'm glad another white man died. Fuck yeah. Because I'm half indigenous, so I don't give a fuck about you guys. I wished about, I wished for COVID on my birthday. My birthday is March 29th. I wish for half of white people to die in America. I'm indigenous. I want my land back. I really do. Uh, I'm indigenous like uh, halvesies. The one thing that I can't stand in stand-up comedy is that you're not allowed to talk about rape. That's a big deal. You don't talk about rape. But I have to be grateful for rape every single day of my life. On one side of me, the half of me, they got raped the right way. The Aztecs got raped by the Spanish. They could speak Spanish, so we all can move forward with that group. On my father's side, who's pure indigenous, they didn't get raped. He, his people, my people, don't know English or Spanish. They are fucked to the fucking world. You know how's the only way they're going to make money? By holding a baby really sad for National Geographic. That's what I do. So thanks to rape, I'm a little bit taller. A little bit lighter skin. I just got this cardigan at Club Monaco. Fuck yeah, man. Thank you, rape. Thank you, rape, every fucking day. All right, one more minute. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys all on this one. I used to get abortions all the time. And the one thing I regret about getting abortions is that my kid would have been in his 20s right now. And I could have fucked all his friends. My name's Ernest Evangelista. Thank you. Mauricio, go uh, go on Facebook and uh, become a part of the group FDAL, Few Drinks and a Laugh, and all the up-to-date comedy news is always posted, and all the outdoor shows and all the good stuff. Uh, since bacon is kind of we have a new bacon, but the old bacon is dead. But the new bacon that's actually spelled like bacon, Sierra Frost, is up and running. I'm super excited. Who's uh, who wants to go next? Holly Shaw, all right. Your next comedian, like, she, her youth belies her age. Uh, when you told me your age today, I was like, motherfucker, I can't Don't believe tell. No, I'm not going to say a goddamn word. But I will say that her kid is almost old enough for me to have sex with. Put your hands together for Holly Shaw. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ah, ah. Don't touch my kid, Pam. Coming for you, bitch. He's not legal yet. He's got six more months of <laughs> shit. Oh, this isn't supposed to be clean, right? Because, you know, I didn't get into comedy to be a fucking lady. Uh, yeah, COVID, dude. We're like, you're not supposed to touch. Don't touch anyone. Don't get close. All we want to do is touch each other. Have you noticed? We're like a bunch of horny preschoolers. It's like, um, can you, um, can you come over to my house? I, I like a mask. Can you 
stick your tongue in my mouth? I just feel like men are thirsty. I'm feeling it. Like, they're thirsty. And I have to admit, um, I have not been behaving myself very well. Uh, I've been doing some fucking. Yeah, I've been doing some fucking. And I'm sorry for the language, but, you know, there's nothing else you can call it when it's that bad. It's just, there are things that you just don't want to have to say when you're having sex. Like, is that it? Or, uh, yeah, I would like that if I had no feelings. Or my personal favorite, my personal nightmare is, oh my God, I, um, I have a son your age. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. But you know, as a woman, like in her prime, like I'm in my sexual prime, you guys. Like, it doesn't matter what you do, I get mine. Like, it's fucking, I'm a master. Like, I have sex like Dave Chappelle tells jokes. Like, I know the punchline, and I can always get there. Just saying. I know where we're going, and I know I can get there. It's good. I have a lot of good sex these days. Um, just on my own and on other people. Uh, great. Yeah, my friend was teasing me about how horny I am. She was like, we were driving through downtown Oakland, and she saw, we, we passed this guy, and he was getting out of his car with no pants on, getting out of a car with no windows, and she goes, ha, 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 Holly, that's your next boyfriend. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't date guys with cars. So, um, yeah. Uh, do you guys like to drink? Anybody like to drink? Uh, clearly, we're a bunch of alcoholics. Uh, I love drinking, but I don't like that feeling the next day. You know what I mean? That guilty feeling. Like you feel like you must have done something wrong, but you don't know what it was. You know? Like you feel like you must have like done something like, I don't know, like dipped your genitals in mustard and like smeared them on somebody's white couch. Yeah, just like, I don't know how this plays with no visual, but it's like, and you probably, <laughs> but for those listening on the radio, the vast audience of the Mutiny radio station are listening, and I'm squatting, and I'm dipping my genitals, and you know, you probably enjoyed it at the time. You were like, <laughs> right? Eh. No? Never done that? I never did, except that one time. Uh, but it's that feeling of shame, right? It's that feeling of feeling ashamed the next day. You know what else I'm ashamed of? Is the crack between my stove and the, and the wall in the kitchen where little pieces of food go to die. Yeah, I feel like I treat that the food that goes there kind of like how Americans treat brown children at the border. We just try to pretend that they don't exist. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's horrible. I do care. <laughs> I do care about brown children, though, but I don't care about the food there. Like, I flipped whole pancakes into the whole, into that crack. I never look there. It's gross. It's disgusting. I don't, I don't ever look there. You guys, give it up for Pam Benjamin, like, running this again and again. 
amazing woman. Uh, she's my boss lady now. I, I respect and love her. My name is Holly Shaw. Thank you. Holly Shaw. How cute is your son, though? Can I see a picture? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not really. Kind of. Kind of not really. Sort of. Kidding, not kidding. Or I don't know what they say now. Those crazy, <laughs> those crazy things the kids say. Uh, all right, Rob, you next. Put your hands together. He's on the clean show later, which I'm really excited about because I've never seen him be clean. But right now, he's going to be dirty as fuck. It's Rob Edwards. Yay! Got no If OnlyFans uh, had came out during the Old Testament, would it be called Only Disciples? You know, to see a video, you'd have to, like, sacrifice a goat or some shit. The blood of the lamb, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know what I don't understand? I don't understand why some girls wear those really long nails. You know what I'm talking about? Those really, really long nails. Talons, whatever. I, I just don't get why they wear it. Like, I've never been like, damn, baby. You know I love it when you go out and kill rodents and small animals with your bare hands. I love that. Sexy to me. You know, they go out on the hunt. They use those, uh, those really long eyelashes to take flight. You know what I'm saying? And you, know, you can hear them. When, if you listen around noon, you can hear them hunt. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> like, damn, that's my baby. Yeah. If she does the hunting, I do, I do the cooking, you know, feminism, right? That's, that's how that works. Thursday's rabbits do, but yeah. Uh, what else? I got any new shit. Uh, I have a hard time supporting the, because uh, there are like a lot of people against like animal cruelty. But the thing is, I watch Animal Planet, and uh, animals are crueler to animals than we are. You know what I'm saying? I watched uh, some lions rip the balls off of a wildebeest in front of his children. Like, it was... Like, he's screaming for help, like, like, and he's just eating him alive, pulling out his guts and shit. You know, I, I'd watched an eagle throw a goat off a mountain. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, at least it's dead when I do whatever I do to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You know? Is it good? I'm about to do a clean set later. I, feel, I don't know. It's going to be weird, man. I feel like it's going to be like having diarrhea, but then you can't fart in public or some shit like that. Like, it's like... You know, you got so much to let out, but it's just you're holding it in just for the sake of the people, you know? It's yeah. Uh, during this uh, whole uh, pandemic shit, been a lot of porn watched and a good amount. Uh, so much that, you know, I had to do, you have to research porn. You have to find new porn to watch, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and on uh, Instagram, Pornhub has like a little, like they like highlight certain like st porn stars or whatever. And then you look them up like, oh, I didn't know her or whatever. That's cool. Uh, you know, and then I looked up this one chick um, uh, who I, she was pretty in the face, a lot of makeup, but pretty in the face. And, uh, you know, I was like, why haven't I heard of this woman before? And I found out when I looked at her page that I'd never heard of her before because she has a penis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it, you know, which if you're a lady with a dick, I'm not live your life, live long and prosper. I don't want to see you naked. When you see a dick when you're not expecting one, it is a horrifying experience. It is not, you don't want to see, you know what I mean? Just because I'm a dude doesn't make me any different. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was terrifying, bro. I, like, out loud, I went, ah, and I dropped. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck did I just see? Guard in my memory. Uh, 
now with all my new shit. Uh, I feel like all of my friends are having kids now, which is, you know, great for them, I guess. They act like they like it. I don't know. Uh, they, they have to say that, you know, like, oh, Rob, it's great. You love it. And I'm like, mm, I don't believe that. No, no, you, you, you have to say that or you'd be a monster. Uh, you know, one of my friends had a kid in such a way that it, it just it baffled me. You know, I was like, how did you let that happen? That's crazy to me. Listen to this love story. Right. Uh, boy meets girl. Girl really likes boy. Boy exhibits drug seeking behavior. Uh, girl sells drugs. Uh, boy, a uh, boy tries to buy drugs. Girl says, "You can buy these drugs, or you can fuck me for these drugs." And they had a baby from that. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy to me. How do you impregnate your drug dealer? I've never heard of anybody doing that shit ever. You know, and he's he's raising his kid, that kid with his other 14 kids, and he's doing his thing. He's really doing the dad thing, which is crazy because I mean, he's a better man than me. I I don't know if I could love. Uh, the free drugs baby. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I'm capable of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be hanging out with the baby and he'd look up at me and, dad, dad, and I'd look a while off into the distance and think, I should have bought that cocaine. I should have <laughs> just, I should have just bit the bullet. Like, I fucking, I did all of this to save some money and now I'm paying child support for 18 years. This shit has gone horribly wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't know, man. He's better than me, though. Uh, I'll end it there. All right. Thank you. Rob Edwards! Oh, my God. I hope that you do that cra that drug joke at the, at the clean show. Just don't say the word shit, and it's beautiful. It's a hilarious clean joke. I mean, it's hilarious. It's so good. It's so funny. I love that joke. I, think I, haven't, I don't think I've heard you tell that story before, and I love, love, love. The, the, I don't think I could love the... Drug baby, that's fucking gold. Uh, all right, your next comedian. Do you want to go up, Brady? Well, then we'll let you. I won't even honk you. You just do your thing. You guys, he used to be one of our neighbors. He's been inspired. He's gotten bitten by the comedy bug. This is the first set he's ever done. Clap your hands wildly in a slappy-like motion. It's Brady. Oh my God, it's the first time I've had a condom in my mouth in months. Thank you, COVID. Thank you so much for that. Hi everybody, my name is Brady Pearson. Brady, as you may know, it used to be, for, right now it's kind of like, a, it's a name like Cher, like Brady, like I, like I don't need anything else, but I grew up in the 70s. And that was really charming, because you know what else was on in the 70s when I was growing up? Brady Bunch. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that was really fucking awesome, right? Because you know how sweet kids are. Right, and I had hair of gold like their fucking mother. I mean, they, they came for me. Day after day, they came for me. They were like, hey, Brady. What happened on the Brady Bunch today, Brady? What happened? They would chase me. And I'm like fucking eight, right? And I'm like eight. So I turn around one day, and I say to them, I was like, so, do you really want to know what happened on the Brady Bunch today? And I said, oh, yeah, tell us, Brady. Tell us, tell us now. And I said, okay. So I told them how Alice really likes her meat. Mm-hmm. The Adventures of Greg and Mike in the Attic. And what really happened with Cindy, Kitty, Carriel, and Tiger in the doghouse. Okay? That, children, is how you gain an audience from bullies. All right? So are there any straight men here tonight? Are there any straight guys here? 
Okay, can I ask you a question? What is it with all the faggotry hatred? I need to ask this question, like about the dick. We talked about that earlier, like how it's, uh, the unapproachable dick scares people. But you know, gay men, straight men are like, I ain't got nothing in common with him. I don't know. That kind of freaks me out. You know, dick. No, no. Dude, we all have one thing in common. We all like to stick it in something. Right? You're thinking, you're like, right straight, right straight guys were like, oh my God, there it is. <laughs> I gotta get in it. No matter what it is, what day it is, I gotta get in it. Right? You're like, oh my God. And it's like this, it's like this freaking little magnet muscle in your head. You're like, oh, what can I put it in? So, and, and here's one thing, ladies, that you have to understand is like most men, that means like most guys want to stick it in something. We have all of that in common. So whenever you think you have nothing to say at parties, like, dude, we know. I got you. We understand that one moment, right? We're all like, oh, makes us stupid. Yes, it does, right? We're all like, oh, my God. And like, like you said before, like, did I wake up? Did I wipe my dick on something? Right? Did, did my dick make a mess? You know that too, right, straight guys? Like your, your dick has probably made a mess last night. Probably. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. My name is Brady Pearson. And if you didn't like my set, my name is Pancake. Thank you guys so much. Brady Pearson, that was great. Clap, you guys. That was the first time he's ever done comedy. That was amazing. Yay, Brady, yay. Yay, that was super well done. The Brady Bunch. I The Brady Bunch gave me the wrong idea of romance. One time in San Francisco when I first moved here, there was a guy who lived on Folsom and 19th, and I liked him, and I knew where his window was, and I threw little pebbles at his window at, at like, 1 in the morning because I wanted to, you know, have sex with him. And uh, it didn't work. Like, it, but you know, remember, remember when they threw pebbles at the window? Bobby Brady does that. Something happens. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it didn't work. But your set certainly did. Everybody, one more time for Brady Pearson. Yay! Sierra, do you want to go up next, or does um, Detox want to go? Want to do it? Sweet. So if you want a mic condom, uh, you just grab a, grab a, uh, uh, what are they called? A glove out of the bag. Everybody, Sierra for us! Cool. Um, I drove across the country recently, and because, um, and <laughs> I was in Cleveland, and I was driving, and I came across the store, and the store had a sign, and the sign said two words: pet people. And I was like. No, I'm in Ohio, but I don't think that's legal anywhere. You can't, you can't have pet people. Um, and then I realized, as everyone in this room already has, I was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Like, it's not, it's not a noun. It's not pet people. It's a verb. It's, it's, it's pet people. Pet people. And then I thought, you should not do that. Do not pet people. Sorry, that's so stupid. Uh, the only people who call me are people that I really don't want to talk to on the phone. Uh, it's like it's like my mom's needy neighbor from second grade. Like, what? Who's calling? Why are you calling me? The only people who call me I don't want to talk to. And then I realized, as I was thinking about that, I was like, there are a few people that I call, who and they never, no one ever picks up the phone when I call them. And um, so, yeah, that's not really, that's, 
that's just like how I'm doing, you know. Um, I just got divorced after seven years. Yes, okay. Yeah, didn't I? Whatever. Um, so things are really different now, obviously for me, because I'm fucking old. But um, but they're also different out in the. Sorry, am I allowed to curse? Yeah. Okay. Yep, cool. yep. Inside cursing, no problem. Yeah. Um, things are also just like different in the world. Like there are all these like, I don't know. The rules of dating are so like when I was young, you just go to a bar and then that's it. That's all you have to do. It's very different now. There are like rules and apps and like hooking. And I just I'm wondering if someone can tell me if there's an app where a snowboarder comes to my apartment and assembles my Ikea furniture and fucking leaves. That's like sort of the, like, I'm like, I'm ready for love, you know? Like, I'm ready, I'm ready. Just get right back in there. Um, do, do, is no one here and I can just take a little bit longer? Because I have a really, really, really stupid long joke. Can I just tell it? Okay, so, so I, I like haven't really ironed this out at all. But this is a true story that happened to me recently. And when it happened, it made that day the worst day of my life. And I just got divorced, and it's not related to that. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, so when I was 19 years old, I had one amazing night with this kid. His name is Dylan. And, and I sort of, he like grew up in the town where my mom lived. And so I sort of had known him since I was a kid. And we like came together magically at a party, and he came home with me. And we had the most loving, beautiful, gorgeous, 19-year-old fucking sex of ever. And he was so, he was just so incredible. Like, he was so beautiful and gentle. And I remember he said to me, like, at the time, he was, he was like, he's like, your stomach is just, like, incredible. Like, it's just so beautiful. And I was just like, like, he didn't break the tension with, like, humor. He was just, like, so innocent and pure. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you? Um, so... So anyway, the next day, he moved to New York to go to college. And I was devastated, super heartbroken, but also had many intimacy issues then and now. Um, and so I didn't make a big deal about it, but I've always just kind of been in love with him. This was a very long time ago. Okay. Um, and then I got married, and I moved to Portland, and I had a kid, and I moved back, and I got divorced, and that all happened. And then uh, one day, I took my son up to go visit my mom in this small town where she still lives. Um, and, and, and it was weird, like a week before I had, had this dream about this guy, like I hadn't thought about him in a while, but I was like, oh, I had this dream about Dylan, whatever. And I look like shit, cause I always fucking do. And we get out of the car and we're like a little early to meet my mom. So we're like at a playground and we like get out, not a playground, sorry, a park. We're not, whatever, Republicans. Um, so we get out of the car, we're at the park and I open the door and he's sitting there with a German shepherd puppy basking like like on a fucking lily pad like he's just like oh like just like having this like very like dreamy like northern california guy moment um and i want to tell you guys that i handled it really well that it was great that i was cool about it um but that is not what happened i handled it very badly and so now i'm going to tell this is this is the this is what happened so the first thing that happened is i started convulsing physically shaking like i don't know if anyone remembers being like in sixth grade and physically fucking shaking in front of your totally i'm just like oh, oh my god okay cool hi but but remember i have a three and a half year old to get out of the car so i'm there with my son and my fucking adidas and i am shaking and he's sitting there and i make sort of this look with him i like give him a little bit of eye contact and i'm and i give him this look of like oh hey it's you 
And he looks back at me with a look that says, I've never seen you in my life. Okay, just, I'm gonna take a quick break from the story to let you guys know that I'm aware that I don't look like I'm 19. I look much more like a very sad 30-year-old. Um, but I don't look like someone who has never been 19. Like, like you, you could imagine that I have at one point been 19. So, so, um, so okay, so he got it, doesn't recognize me. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, so I get my son, and we're like walking toward him, and he's just right there, like we have to walk past him. And I say, you're Dylan. And he responds, yeah, in a way that tells me that he still definitely just has no idea who I am, even when I talk to him. And then my son starts doing what he does when he sees someone new and shoots spiderweb at him. He's just all that's because that's how he whatever greets people. And he goes, I'm Peter Parker. And I'm like, haha, yeah, this is my son, Peter Parker. And he responds and says, oh, hi, Peter Parker, in a way that makes me know that he doesn't know who Peter Parker is. So fine, okay, moving on. I'm convulsing, and, and this is like right after COVID hit, and he was just like, so, like, how have you been? And I'm like, so good, I'm so good. And he was like, really? And I'm like, I mean, except for COVID, and just like, I, I'm just like, fucking words are falling out of my mouth, and I'm trembling, and my three-year-old, it's like a nightmare. And then the best thing fucking ever happens I said, I'm sorry, I'm rambling and I'm a little nervous. I had a dream about you recently. Wow! What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Okay, okay, so I saw someone, a previous lover, who didn't know who I was and I said I had a dream about them. Um, anyway, if... if dude come on he look yeah e even hotter because he just gets hotter like my tits are down on my fucking knees he's just getting hot he's like he's like slightly gray fuck me sideways anyway um if anyone would like to come uh kill me now that i'm uh yeah i'll be outside afterwards okay thanks sierra bros that was a great set i feel like i know you so much better i would have done the same thing i would have been crying like my heart it would uh huh, huh. here i uh I, I had a crush on a boy in high school, and I was in love with him for so long, and nothing ever happened in high school. But I moved to San Francisco after I left my husband, and I reconnected with him. And he came out to have sex with me, and he's an ER doctor now. And I thought, I was like, this is awesome. And he wasn't really, he was actually pity-fucking me. And I didn't realize until after. And I was like, dude, and I had to send him a message. I'm like, that was not a pity-fuck. Uh, that was a, like, but, and he was like, well, I thought you really needed it. And I was like, oh, Ouch. So it was like, yeah, I know. I was like, dude, you're lucky to have sex with me. Jeez. I know. Boys are gross and stupid. They don't know anything to say. Uh, Pancake, you next? You're next comedian. Put your hands together for the Syrup King. It's Pancake! Hot mic, hot mic. Hey, um, I'm Pancake, and uh, the listeners at home probably know me, and uh, they know how this is going to go. It's either going to be excruciatingly great or ex uh, awesomely terrible. 
Hi, I'm... I, I get so peeved at this guy who demands everyone's attention but cuts everyone off unless you've had, like, multiple near-death experiences together. Or you just have uh, a lot of drinks together, crazy drunk nights that no one should be proud of, but yet that is the standard for how close your friendship is. Have you seen these people who share socks with their significant others? Sorry, that's from last night. But seriously, who's had it with these Diane heavy Bojack episodes? Am I right? Okay. What's the difference between a rat and your ex-girlfriend? I've never fucked your girlfriend. But I messed this guy up who was gonna squeal and flip over on our boss, Don Polio. This rat, this dirty rat, is gonna. So I was, uh, uh, as you can probably hear and see on my jacket, I am a Lyft driver. And I was at a stoplight. And then I, and then the, the the light turned green, and then I accelerated, and then I saw this woman changing in a window. And I look, and I take a double take, and then I, I, but in the double take, I saw something in the road, and then I look back to the woman changing in the window, and boom, I hit a dog. In the middle of the night, uh, no witnesses. But I get out to look. And it was a rat. It was an abnormally large rat holding a vial of smallpox. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty good. I'm, I think I'm great. I'm, I'm a protagonist in somebody's story. That's true. I find that the, uh, well, I'm actually um, in the middle of a COVID playoffs grow off kind of situation where I'm I'm not cutting any hair on my body until COVID is resolved. And so I look like a, a wilderness person. Not a homeless person, a wilderness person. And I didn't write any of this down. I'm coming up with it and it's great because, well, I'm still doing the, the, the COVID playoffs, but the longer my hair gets, the more it seems like I want to hurt people, right? I don't look um, ready for a day in the office, which is the gold standard for being ready for being a human during the day. Just during the day, uh, drunk whippets. That's not a joke. Um... You know what I, um, I'm not going to change. For all the freedoms we have here in America and all the liberties stripped of you over there in China, I'm not allowed to own and mutilate and then prepare in a meal 
any kind of animal like I've seen done on the Instagram stories in my Explore. TikTok is now banned. I hope you have TikTok. You, everyone install TikTok tonight because at 12.01, it all changes. Oh, and WhatsApp, not gonna be available. If I could leave you with one thing, it's this. At the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, in the warm California sun. Oh God, you guys are the worst. No, 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 no. Why do people do that? Like, mm, I, I'm gonna repeat the melody that you just did. It's not just you, Will, but it's. I've seen this done hundreds of times when I do that. So I'm gonna keep pressing it, and my true fans will love it. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Thank you, Pam. Pancake, the syrup king. You guys should know I'm actually picking up a stage name. I'm actually going to be Toll House the Cookie Witch. I'd like to be known from here on out as Toll House the Cookie Witch. Uh, Jacob, I'm going to give you a, a spot on the show outside tonight, too, so no worries. But Will Brown, you want to do a set right now? Oh, my God. Um, he took the cute, well, Henry took the cutest picture of us looking like 10 years younger than both of us are. Oh, my God. I have no idea how old you are because your face and bod blow Ageless. Your age. We're ageless. You're, ageless. I'm a witch. You're a warlock. Everybody put your hands together. Woo. It's Will Brown. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Glad that the smoke apocalypse has cleared out of the Bay Area. Be gone with you. I don't know about you all, but like I was trying to think of ways that we could all work together to get rid of some of the smoke that was in the air. I was like, okay, I smoked for a long time, still vape, <laughs> like that's any better, but it doesn't stink as bad. And um, I was like, you know, there's that nicotine gum. I chewed that for a long time. That's somewhat helpful. And I thought maybe we could just like, if everybody got gum and like blue bubbles, it would trap some of the part particulate matter. And then we could just chew like smoky, you know, barbecue flavored gum, you know, I mean, and then I was like, maybe you could like coat yourself in like honey and then like run around and trap more particles that way. We could clean the air that way. We could become like human filters for the air. What else? Yeah, I mean, you know, lots of gentlemen use lotion for various things, and they're just dirty people for doing it. And then that could trap more particles. So, you know, I'm just brainstorming. But so, you know, we got to start brainstorming now, because those fires are, you know, it's not getting any better. Not getting any better. Not like being gay. Being gay is getting better. Everybody's becoming queer, gender fluid. I love it. I like it because I like ambiguity, you know? I mean, why be rigid? I mean, you know, being rigid can also be good and sometimes in some ways. That can be special and good. But, you know, those drag queens particularly, like they've never been more popular. There's RuPaul Drag Race, RuPaul All-Stars, RuPaul Canada, RuPaul RuPaul, she's taking over. She makes her money too. 
And I mean, I wish I could, like, I feel like I'm too much of a mountaineer. I'm too, I'm too masculine. I mean, I'm super mask until I open my mouth and then a purse falls out. And it's like, dude, like, did a tampon roll out of that purse that just fell out your mouth? But that's just the way it is. <laughs> that's just how it is. Thank you, Pam. But I've been, you know, like, uh, watching the RuPaul. And, like, I love all the phrases that they come up with, which they basically steal from, you know, the ballroom culture. But anyway, uh, they... Yas, queen. Everybody says that. Everybody says, hi. Everybody says, sell that garment, darling. Like all of these one lines that come out of RuPaul. And then it filters into like the general gay population and then out to like the fruit flies, the fag hags. Ooh, is that a bad word to say, fag hag? It's like double bad. Okay, fruit fly. We'll stick with fruit fly. Or uh, gay ally. Um, so that's the like, PC terms always sound so lame. Like, just, like watered down. But anyhow, um, I think that's about all I have to say until seven o'clock in the outdoor comedy show in five minutes. It's going to be popping. Pop, 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 popping. Like my peas pop in the mic. Thank hey, you. Clap your hands together, he's perfect. It's Will Brown, yay! Thank you. Yay. Will Brown, yay! All right, um, is there anyone else who wants to do anything before I close it down to get everything set up for the outside show? It looks like that's it. I'm glad you got to set in at the end there. I love your Muni hat. I love, love, love it. I love Muni. Anytime anyone says anything negative about Muni, I'm like, Go fuck yourself. I love Muni. I've loved everything. I moved to San Francisco because of the public transportation. Like, that's why I moved here. It was either here or um, New York because I can't drive anymore because of my DUI 13 years ago after my divorce. Uh, but, which is all not funny, uh, just a different story. But so I moved here because there was great public transportation and, like, fuck New York. I can't handle the snow. Oh my God, I could not wear these cute shoes and walk around in the snow. Christ. Dear Lord, um, thank you guys all for being here at the open mic. We're going to take it outside. Please be socially distanced. We'll do, just everybody do what makes you feel safe, right? All right, here we are at Mutiny Radio. We're going to be back with the outdoor show. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we've got a great lineup tonight. You guys are going to love it. All right.
to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches Peaches come from a can They were put there by a man In a factory downtown And if I had my little way I'd eat peaches every day Sun-soaking bulges in the shade Moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches Moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. I took a little nap with a little salt twist, squished your rotten peach in my fist, and dreamed about you, a woman. Check, 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 check. Oh, we're good. Hey! Good start in a couple minutes. See all our comedians. Hi, Steven Steiner. It's nice to meet you. Some people I only know from the internet. That's exciting.